family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. This podcast is proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound & Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-U-N-D-A-N-D-S-O-U-N-D-S dot C-O-Z-A. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hey, Vusi, I really enjoyed the, the podcast. Very enlightening. I, I really enjoy your vocabulary, your ability to insert humor um, by making it relatable and also having a very educational aspect to it so that it, it sounds uh, like something we could use and, and apply in an intellectual way. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Um, this is this is Raven in, in North Carolina in, in America. So uh, greatly appreciate all the work you and your team put into uh, creating these these uh, recordings. Hello, family, and welcome to another week of VT Podcast, Ideas That Matter. Those kind words were from Raven, who sent us that testimonial all the way from North Carolina in the beautiful United States of America. Raven, I hope that things have settled down, given the recent events and the politics. I know that as we shoot this broadcast, what's happening at the moment is there is a discussion around the second impeachment. One of the rules we have with the VT podcast is that we just generally don't discuss politics. So I won't get any farther than just to say best to you, and I hope that things settle down. To my audience in the rest of the world, in particular, if I can, to my Omkaya in South Africa, can I just ask a question? How many of you have got testimonials from America? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Ah, guys, is coco. Yeah, is coco. If you don't know what this coco is, I just you know go into Google and type S K H O S K H O, and see. Let it translate to you what that is. This week, I'm looking forward to our discussion that we're going to have. And I'm looking forward to it for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is that you probably have heard the expression before, but have never really thought about where that expression comes from. I want you to picture the scene. It's rush hour, mid-afternoon. You've had a long day. You didn't have a chance to have any breakfast. You've been in back-to-back meetings, scorching heat in whichever city that you live. The aircon of your car isn't working. You're perspiring, you're uncomfortable, and you're late for your next meeting. What are the odds that you're going to hit a pothole 
which shatters your mag wheel, destroys your tires, and forces you to stop. The odds are higher than not. The word we use for that, the expression we often talk about, is Murphy's Law. So this week I want to talk a bit about that law. First, who is Murphy? And second, why does he have this law coined after him? And then finally, just to consider how Murphy's Law finds iteration and application in our lives. Murphy's Law states quite simply that if anything can go wrong, it will. It was born, by the way, out of the Edwards Air Force in 1948 at the North Base. There is some contention about whether or not it was 1948 or 1949, but give or take, it was right towards the end of the 1940s. So where does the law come from? See, it was named after a Captain Edward A. Murphy, who was an engineer on the Air Force Project MX-981, a project designed to see how much sudden deceleration a person can withstand in a crash. Quite simply, when an object moving at speed hits an object that's standing still and it stops almost immediately, what is the threshold of pain and deceleration that the body can absorb before you are injured or terminally harmed? One day, after finding that the transducer was wired wrong, this was in the test itself, he cursed the technician responsible and said, if there is anything in any way to do it wrong, this engineer will find it. As is the case, every time they do an R&D project, that R&D project has a head of the project. They call them project managers. This particular project manager happens to be eavesdropping in this conversation and exchange between Murphy and the technician. And he'd kept a book, a book noting a series of laws. He named this law Murphy's Law. Shortly afterwards, the Air Force doctor, Dr. John Paul Stapp, who rode a slap on the deceleration track to a stop, fulling 40 Gs, gave a press conference. He said their good safety record on the project was due to a firm belief in the law of Murphy, in the necessity to try and circumvent it. Now, you might imagine this was not known at the time. The press was hearing this for the first time. It hadn't yet become part of our lingua franca. And so the press wanted to know, what is this law of Murphy? And he stated quite simply that Murphy's law states that if anything can go wrong, it will. So in the design of aerospace and in the design of the work of what we do, we need to ensure that there are fewer things that can go wrong to deny them the opportunity to go wrong. That is the genesis of Murphy's Law. So why do I share this with you? Why is it material when we talk about ideas that matter? But most importantly, how does it affect you? So here's the first thought I'd like for you to consider. Do the things we believe become manifestly true, or do true things become our belief systems? Just Consider what I'm asking for a moment. What I'm basically asking is this. Do our beliefs create the evidentiary experience of our lives? In other words, how things manifest themselves. Or do the evidentiary experiences of our lives form our beliefs? 
Now, you might be asking, why is this material? Because if you and I agree that what we believe is important, then we need to ask ourselves if what we believe is based on the experiences we've had, or if the experiences we've had is based on what we believed in the first place. In other words, in so far as it relates to the law of Murphy, it really is about asking which came first, the chicken or the egg. So, does the probability of something going wrong increase because something could go wrong, or did something go wrong and then therefore by design, in future the probability of things going wrong is manifestly higher? Which comes first? What we believe or our evidentiary experiences and how they inform what we believe? Maybe just consider that. The second question I'd like for you to ask yourself, and this I want to start first by making a statement. Chance is a fool's game. I have that, by the way, on my wall in my home office. It's one of the standing statements that's been there since we all started being WFH warriors. Work from home because of lockdown. It's a placard that says chance is a fool's game. What that means is that it's foolish of you to enable chance to become the determinant or the variable that drives the outcome rather than the things you can control. My own belief is that I am in control, that I own the direction of my life based on the actions that I put in, that I set the expectations of what I want and the outcomes that I get. And listen to this, that the distance between expectations and outcomes is orientation. So what does that mean? If there is something in your life you're expecting and you're not getting the outcome that you desire, don't change your expectations. What you change is your orientation. To give you a benign example, let's imagine that you're morbidly overweight and you don't like that. The expectation is that I should not be overweight because of my age, say, or my health status, the outcome is that I am overweight. The distance between those two is what are you going to do about it? Your orientation. Are you orientated towards simply understanding what the problem is? Or are you willing to shift your orientation towards action, towards discipline, towards doing the things you need to do to get the outcome that you want? So what I'm asking you is this. If you have a set of expectations about your life, your marriage, your relationships, your friendships, your business, your finances, and the outcome does not reflect the expectations, how are you orientating yourself? Where are you pivoted towards? And what needs to shift and change? And then the third, and this is the final question. I'd like you to ask yourself this question. Who is Murphy? in your life. See, we all have Murphys in our lives, right? These are the outside people, the haters, those who are detractors sometimes of the work that we're doing. They could even be uh, old friends who try to keep us embodied or kept in the past rather than constantly moving towards the future. But whatever it might be, we all have Murphys in our lives who are waiting for things to go wrong because they believe that one day something must and the truth is that they're not lying. Life is cyclical, that there are ups and downs. And if something can go wrong, maybe it will go wrong. 
But I want you to examine your relationships and ask yourself, do you have any Murphys in your life? Do you have people, conversations, spaces that are pivoted towards things going wrong in your life? And if you do, refer to point two above. What is your orientation? How are you going to shift and change the things you need to shift and change? And that, my friend, is this week's podcast on Murphy's Law. So I hope that as you've listened to this podcast, you've learned something that you could walk into an office meeting and go, do you know where Murphy's Law comes from? And by the way, you don't have to give me any credit or mention the podcast. You can just tell people about how you've acquired this new knowledge and come across as the office genius. Once again, I just want to say that we love getting feedback from all of you all around the world as you listen to this podcast. I'd like you to very quickly listen in now, not from someone in North America, but in my home continent of Africa. Mercy, from one of the best and most beautiful countries in the world, Kenya. Jumbo, Messi. Good morning. I just listened from Nairobi um, on clarity and I really, really enjoyed this podcast because um, of how you talked about clutter and uh, how you talked about perspective, time and distance in terms of finding the clarity that you need um, and how your intent is, like, why are you doing what you're doing? I think that's very crucial for anybody who is trying to reach out for more in terms of their potential and as a Kenyan I think um, Vusi is very influential in our city because yeah you have really helped us understand more about entrepreneurship so thank you thank you so much Mercy Asante Sana don't forget that we're going to be launching the VT Self Mastery Program. I'm so excited. I've got to tell you, the curriculum is done. We're busy doing the material that's going to go into that program. It will be delivered and available online. So as soon as we're available to launch it and you can buy into that program, we'll let you know the details. We have a limited number of people in the intake. So make sure that you send us an email. And on that email, just inquire on info at vosi.co.za and we'll make sure that we give you the information as and when the details about that program become available. But from me, Vusi Tembeguayo, in our studios in Joburg at Sound and Sounds, I want to say thank you all so much for listening. Have a blessed week. This podcast was proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound and Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-U-N-D-A-N-D-S-O-U-N-D-S dot C-O dot Z-A.